Welcome to my podcast. I'm Ninka Benedict Mauritson and I reversed my son's autism and I healed myself from depression, anxiety, obesity and the whole family from digestive issues, asthma, allergies and just overall low quality of life. I'm here to improve your life quality, your self-healing capacity and your happiness by reconnecting you to your self-healing powers and mother nature. This conversation, I am so excited about this conversation because um, in front of me is a mom and this mom has done basically the same thing as I did just on speed dial. So it's been a year since I spoke to uh, to your husband, Louise, a year ago. You called me completely desperate because your son was struggling severely from autism and i and i normally i refer to you as the worst case i've ever heard of except a lot of a lot of people do unfortunately <laughs> and so we're happy to say that things have changed massively to an extent mm-hmm. where all of these symptoms that we're going to talk about today they are gone yeah i know for moms out there who are doing all the biomedical they're doing maybe the diets maybe they don't even know that diet can have an effect or nutrition or detoxification or lifestyle but we're also going to talk about the missing links because there's a lot of moms out there doing all the right things not seeing the results that you are seeing in the short amount of time this is actually a year where your life has changed dramatically so i remember having this conversation with your husband and i told him this is temporary i believe that you can you can get to a better place with this child it's gonna take time you're gonna have to be patient but i believe that you can turn him around because he's so young and um, he was he was only two at the time two exactly yeah and by then we had already worked our asses off for a year without seeing any results in fact he was just getting worse and worse and worse so describe his symptoms uh, describe a typical day in autistic symptoms in your family a typical day <laughs> and night and night yeah but but i i mean I, I should probably start off saying that he has never been diagnosed. So I, I don't use the term autistic too much myself. I would just describe all his symptoms and yes. and how how he was like and how, how our day day was. But basically he was crying or screaming the most of the night. When he when he got to sleep, we had a window for 20 minutes or an hour or at most one hour and a half. And then he would just start crying. Then he would look at, he would be in this like sway where we would cradle him for a couple of hours. And then around 10 or 12, he would just cry so much that we would have to get him up. And then he would just be crying for maybe two or four hours before he would finally calm down again, maybe for 45 minutes. And then he would get up at 4 a.m. It wasn't really a choice. We just had to get up. He couldn't be in his bed any longer. So then we would prepare breakfast and my boyfriend would get back to sleep at maybe six in the morning. And you in the in the Facebook group Barefoot Autism Warriors, you're describing him waking up and then he would start rocking back and forth. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Many of you can probably recognize that he would just sit on the kitchen table crying and then yeah, rocking from side to side um, for basically all morning. Mm-hmm. And then it would be a bit better as soon as he got breakfast. Um, and then the whole day we just had to be so cautious not making too much noise we had this no speaking policy in the house 
we were not talking together when he was there, not to trigger him because he would be too overstimulated by us talking together. We couldn't, he would, um, he had like these severe panic attacks if, if he heard like the sound of an airplane very far away. Or if someone knocked on the door, we had a sign on the door saying, please don't knock on windows or, or the door because of course we turned off the, the bell. But then, but then the the postman would still knock on the door, and that could trigger him. Yeah. Um, he said you couldn't even walk. You know, even your footsteps at some point was. Too- yeah, that could that could also wake him up in the night. I remember we we had to wear socks because just the sound of the barefoot on the wooden floor could wake him up. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's so crazy. There's so many things like he would. Um, he had the, also these like meltdowns all the time and he was so sensitive also to touch. If we touch him skin to skin, he would withdraw or um, he didn't want to walk barefoot in the grass. And yeah, I almost don't remember all these things. He would also be so obsessed with t- like small details. And I remember that actually because I just like a month ago, I went by a playground. Uh, we visited with him one year ago and I I had to stop there and I, I just started crying actually because I just remember we, we brought him there one year ago and the only thing he wanted was to study like a small screw in one of the amusements and when some other kids arrived he was just out of there yeah. he got enough yeah. and now he's in kindergarten every day enjoying so, that I am so it's, happy for you I'm, I'm um, goosebumps all over the place but the other symptoms like he was lining up his cars he was just so so sensitive and Rich, it was so extreme. What you describe is that he was nonverbal, but he had a sentence that he would repeat again and again and again, hundreds of times. Yeah, so that was actually when um, he <laughs> he he was comp- yeah he didn't have any words when uh, one year ago. But as, then he he got a language like very fast, and and the first words he 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 said was no dad, and he would just repeat that over and over again, maybe a hundred times during the day. So just just by the side of his dad, he was he would just say no dad, no dad, no dad, no no dad, no dad. It was just so terrible. Wow. It is. Yeah, his dad that was doing everything for him, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it was like a mantra. The mantra that uh, Bertram had was shut up. So it's a bit less affirming. Yeah. But the feel I re- I totally can relate to that because the feeling of I'm giving everything. I'm literally my life is over. That's what it felt like. And all you can say is shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up 200 times. You get to a point of exhaustion and you even had a lot of physical um, issues with him, like eczema and. Yeah. 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 Like, like all, all the classical gut issues, like constipation, rash. um, Yeah. The whole package. Just to to make to, to create some hope here, and I know everyone's just holding their breath now, thinking, "What's going on now in your life?" So now, fast forward one year, where are you at? And describe a day now and a night, because it's like you've you've gotten a different. It's a different planet. You've left. yeah, yeah. Now, now I was actually just before before uh, before the two of us connected. I was really thinking that one of my except from being extremely tired <laughs> one of my biggest challenges now is actually to adjusting being a mom to another child because he's not the child he used to be yes. he needs a different he needs a different mom than he used to that he used to um and that has been a bit of a process and still is because 
I just, I want to do everything for him and I hate seeing him, seeing him sad. But of course, he, we could, so I, I, I want to spoil him and, and do everything for him, but that's of course not the way to go. But yeah, right now, as I mean, we didn't touch on that, but mold, mold poisoning has been a really huge thing for us. That was like the last, the missing link for us. Yeah. Um, and we are still very affected um, of that today unfortunately and we really have to be very cautious and and not bring him in any exposure at all but as long as we manage that he's he's just super happy he wakes up in the morning happy relaxed saying it's a beautiful day today and then we look out of the window and he's just happy after sleeping 11 or even 12 hours straight so he's sleeping like, like he's like he's just sleeping what I would like to do, Louise, is I would like to go through the symptoms that you've described and then you tell us where he's at now because I just did the same thing with, a, with another woman and I have forgotten so many details. So I want to yeah. take you back and then I want you to describe to us what's it like now. So from five minutes intervals of sleeping, maximum 40, I think you said it was, what's yeah. nights like now for him? But he sleeps through the night. Sometimes, sometimes we are up one, one or two times just if he's a bit cold, if his cover got off or something like that. And rocking and stimming and rituals and mantras from, from waking up and the rest of the day, where is he there? Yeah, they're completely gone, completely gone. Amazing. And, the, and the, the interesting thing and also the scary thing is that that's how we know if he has been exposed to mold toxic, toxins now. Because we see these like... It, nothing we can compare to where he was a year ago, but we we see these small like his behavior change a little bit, and then we just know yeah. that something is going on. Yeah. That we brought in like I don't know a furniture or that that something is wrong. So so it's it's completely gone, mm -hmm. but we still see these slight um, setbacks. And, I just and the setbacks set, the setbacks can actually be quite severe if it's like an extreme exposure. Yeah. I want to make sure every mom out there thinking, okay, it's got to be mold. I'm going to take for mold. I'm yeah, exactly. I'm going to avoid mold for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. We're going to cover this, but you need to understand as a mom out there, it's not the mold and it's not a question of avoiding mold for the rest of Louise's life either. It's the sensitivity and gradually yeah. building resilience. Exactly. As parents, we have to understand that mold might be one part of the picture in one family, and yes. then there's 50 other things and aspects that we need to work on on all. It yeah, it's all. It, every child has a different story, and every child has a different yeah path, yes. so to speak. And I think it's so important to emphasize because we did that as well the first year. We did. We were just looking for that one magic thing, right? Yes. Exactly. Um, the next shiny yeah. biomedical approach and la ladies and gentlemen out there this is not just about diet and biomed and heavy metals and toxicity and the whole world turning toxic this is a this is a spiritual process it's a philosophical mm -hmm. awakening journey it's a love journey it's um it's you finding your purpose as a mom and it's Mother Nature talking through your child to wake you up to what kind of life you've been living since you were born and until now. So it's it's so well described. Such a holistic journey. And when you you shared this in the Barefoot Autism Warrior Facebook group, the first comment you were you had was, "How did you how did you combat mold?" 
give me your protocol, give me your protocol. <laughs> and you said, that's not what it's about. Yeah. So let's go through the rest of your uh, symptom lists um, topics here. So he was nonverbal. And what happened there? He started, as I said, mold was really, really big. Or, or we see the mold toxins as the top of the iceberg because he's yeah. also poisoned with heavy metals and everything else you can think of. Yes. But that was really what made it extreme. Um, he started speaking and now he just talks all the time. Wow. To the extent where we have to <laughs> sometimes. So <laughs> he just talks and talks and talks, talks and he's, he asks questions about everything. He knows everything. And I also think that some of his patterns, like he, he remembers everything, but some of the, these things can really also be a good thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, because we still have a tendency every time he, he does something, oh, is this normal? Is this not normal? But some of this is also just really good qualities now that he remembers everything. Yeah. Yeah. So he learns, he learns things really, really fast because he just remember them. Perfect. Yeah. And what, how long did that take? Because there's a lot of moms out there with non-verbal kids who are so eager to, to know more about what was the biggest key for you and how fast did that happen, the speaking part? Yeah, so the speaking part, that was definitely the toxicity. I mean, we were doing all these random things that we actually then stopped doing, like like doing these. We had to sit with him saying like, ba, ba, goo, goo, ga, ga. But no words were coming out of his mouth, no matter how much we were trying to practice with him. Yeah. And we, were, we had to do these mouth exercises. And when we realized that the issue was not in his mouth, yeah, it was not in his mouth. It was it was such a wake up call or like, um, yeah, we, we, we would still we would sit there still. Yeah. Practicing, Good. practicing, or, or doing like uh, different exercises with his mouth or whatever. But as soon as he was exposed to less toxins, he started talking. In the beginning, it, it was of course only like a few words, like "come here" or "over there, mom" or stuff like that. So I think he started like talking, talking after maybe five or six months, like full sentences. Wow! So you moved from um, a house that was attacked by mold and out into the country you also moved from the country where you lived to a different country at some point yeah we were it has been it has really been it has been a nightmare but it has also been his healing journey but we basically we had to leave the house it was so toxic that we got sick by being there and that we only realized because we left it at some point and he improved instantly yeah so we knew it was something with the house and then when we had been in the summer house for five days my boyfriend went back to the house to get some more stuff because we wanted to extend the stay now that it was going so well in the summer house. And when he got back, my son's symptoms got back as well. And he didn't even bring in any of the stuff into, into the house. So it was basically just him like yeah, he reacted to. So that was when we started to understand how extreme it was. And it turned out to be like black toxic mold under the floor behind the walls, like everywhere in the house, but we just couldn't see it. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, we were in the summer house over the summer and we thought that, oh, we can move back to the house in a couple of weeks. Or, and when we realized that that would take time, we started to look for another house. But there are freaking mold everywhere. And we got so sensitive that we then couldn't be indoor anywhere. And so we, we were, at some point during all this, we had a conversation and I, I spoke to your husband about the importance of sun 
yeah the importance of getting outside being in the sun naked and why this is an issue when we're in the uk or in the darker areas yeah. of the us or europe so you actually went yes we did out. yeah Yes, we did. So, so we saw these extreme improvements over the summer. The, this summer was actually amazing last year in Denmark, where I'm, I'm speaking from right now. So he was out in the sun all day in his diaper only the whole summer. And the improvements were just massive. And then when we then um, and then when it started to get cold and we still didn't have a place to live because the house was still uh, is still under renovation. Actually, it was so extreme. The the mold so we didn't have a place to live it has really been terrible and I was pregnant at the time um yeah and it was getting September and really cold in a small wooden wooden house so we traveled to the Canary Island and I had never imagined being able to travel with my child mm-hmm. I really thought that 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 was an experience that we would never have so that was where you saw the improvements you said yes. this so-called normal life of getting closer so yeah we, yeah we knew that we were that we that it would happen right that uh, that the, the that being outside being in the sun was just such a good thing for for him so we were only searching for places where we could sleep outside yeah so we ended up traveling to the canary canary island is it called yeah. that canaries yeah canary canaries um because that was exactly warm enough to be able to sleep outside but not too warm and the trip was not too long so we were sleeping outside for two months mm-hmm. and his improvements just accelerated. And I love this, Louise. You are, you're so amazing. You're, right now you're a torchbearer for moms all over the world right now with these words. But so, really get, 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 get your child outside. Okay. I, know it's, I know how extreme that can be because when we were living in that house, he didn't leave the house. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was out two hours a week at yeah. most. Yeah. He, we couldn't get him outside. So, so some of it is also a gradual thing that once they improve a bit, really prioritize getting out. Exactly. Outside. And even if it's just going for a vacation, if you can travel for a couple of yeah. weeks, just to get that sun on the skin. For yeah. a while, it's, it's literally like charging the children. And now, now he's so used to it that every morning he's just saying, it's a lovely weather today, even though it's cold and rainy and windy. It's a lovely weather, mom. <laughs> I love it. What about his panic attacks and social anxiety? So this whole relating to other kids, it was... Yeah, it's, it's completely gone. It's completely gone. It's, I'm not even nervous that it will come back. He just loves, he loves people. He loves kids. He loves being like at social gatherings. Our biggest issue is still, it's such that, that there's a lot of things we cannot do because, the, because of the mold sensi- sensitivity. But yes. it's not longer his ability. It's his sensitivity to mold. But the other day he was playing at the neighbors while I was alone, like without us. He's only three years old. It's, he's in a kindergarten with 50 kids. Louise. But- Try to explain to me um, what what kind of thoughts went through your mind when you were in that dark, dark place where you could see life and your uh, nights and your relationship and everything just slip away so that this was literally like being in a war zone. What are the thoughts that go through your head that you don't share with anybody? Because... I'm almost about about to say that it has been so extreme that I don't even know if I have ever been thinking 
I mean, it's such a, I think you described it very well yesterday. Say it's really a close to death experience. Yeah. It's really a matter of surviving from one day to the other. Yeah. So in the beginning, it, it was, of course, terrible not being able to see friends and family and just losing everything. But then after a while, it, it gets so extreme and you're so exhausted and it's that it's just about getting to the next day, right? Yeah, exactly. I think I think I think it, my thoughts were so limited to like a minute or two or three or just how do I how do I make it through the day? Yes. Because it's so I I, I don't even know how to des- how to describe how tough it is. I thought I was used to have like a a um, a busy busy life, right? And 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 performing very well, but that has it. This is like, yeah. That, that this is something that only moms with children can understand (laughs) but i want you to tell us what what's possible for you now so that wouldn't have been possible when you were in that situation what kind of life and hopes for the future do you have now it would now have a life it's very it will be very different from the life we had before that's for sure but that's a gift i mean as you mentioned previously it's yeah your your dreams for the future has, has changed and i know you want to inspire other moms yeah so definitely definitely but it has changed just the small things we didn't used to have dinner together we yeah. did we could we we couldn't eat while he was there mm-hmm. now we just, we have three meals a day together we can talk together we can talk together without him being in the conversation without him being triggered we can get a shower every day. So it's, it's, it's small things that you really appreciate when you have been in that situation. A lot of other families will, will definitely take it for granted and they can do much more than we can now still. Yeah. But it's, and we even now we have little sister, she's three months. So of course that also, um, I mean, so, so she also has some needs. Um, of course. What, what's, what's become possible um, in your relationship that wasn't possible before? Talking together, I, I have like time together with. I mean, it's we, as you described. We have really been in a in a war zone together. So we have been this like team of. We were not even a couple for those years, right? Because we were just we were just executing. Like it was just who's doing what and when and who's having most resources right now in this moment. Exactly. I mean, it's so extreme, right? But it's really just about executing this this moment. Who's doing what? who's sleeping when, like everything is just. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tell us, so to wrap this up and thank you so much for your hope and your effort. And I know you have been literally to hell and back. I, I, I was so worried when I, when I spoke to you and your husband the first time, but I also had this feeling they're going to pull through. Um, but what are the, the, the do's and don'ts? So we already said, don't go and run after the next shiny object and, yeah. and think that what you do is now the solution for everybody else. But what are, the, what are, what are your best five tips for moms who are where you were at a year ago for what would you have wanted to know earlier that would have made it easier? And what are you doing now when it comes to diet and lifestyle and and the whole awakening process? Yeah, that's a lot of questions. But I but one thing I wish I had realized earlier in terms of where to get help 
is really asking the question, has this doctor any cured someone, some of their patients? Have this practitioner ever, ever cured any of the, their, their patients? Mm-hmm. Because that was, a, that was really a wake-up call for us when we realized that, that we wouldn't get the solution anywhere. We had to find it ourselves. And then, of course, we have gotten all the expert input from so many people, professionals, moms, you, a, a lot of different people. And then we have found your way. Yeah. So, so that's, that was really an aha moment, this, like, who to, to seek help from, so to speak. And then also just being persistent, keep, keep, keep pushing, keep searching for what's working for your child and, and really trust your intuition. Do not just give supplements because it's in a protocol or something like that. Really trust your intuition, what's working for my child and look after all these small signals, whether it's working or not. Yeah. Because you, you probably all know that at this stage, it's not easy. It's complex and it's a lot of different things you have to manage at the same time. Um, and then also take good care of yourself. The moment I started to perform in this project, if we can call it that, was when I, when I, when I did the same to myself, when I also changed my diet, when I also did all these things, when I also got into the sun. Because, I mean, I would never have saved August if I didn't do these things as well. For a year, I was preparing this perfect diet for him. And then we would have a pizza Oh yeah. When he was fi- was finally sleeping because we couldn't eat we couldn't eat together with him. But when so so when we started to treat ourselves like as we were actually treating him, that was a big thing as well. Wow, Louise, this is huge. That's a huge one. That one. I, because I think you love your child so much, right? You want to walk to the end of the world for that child, but you really have to remember yourself. Um, because we were we were also living in that house. We were miserable and we got so sick ourselves. Um, so we really had to take care also and you know you want to stay up all night searching for solutions but really get some sleep if you can or yeah that's important too yeah and uh, the fundamentals the diet you're still on the clean diet and lifestyle yeah yes yes we are yes we are I I so be honest when he was younger my biggest concern was oh what if he's never gonna eat gluten again how can he ever have a normal life without a birthday cake that was what i used to think like two years back or three years back whereas now now it's the it's 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 not an issue because he's doing so well and i'm sure he will never be able to tolerate it and that's just how it is wow you are so beautiful thank you i'm so moved by this You are hero. You are hero, Ninka. Because uh, yeah, as you mentioned, we spoke to you just just at the right moment last year. Because we were fighting and fighting and fighting, and we knew that it was possible. But we were just yeah, we were just really struggling at that point. We need to understand how unique every child is. Every child is a precious gift, and every child has a unique path for for healing. And no protocol will work for every child. And so this is the we we need to honor Louise um, and every mom on this path because they are all leaders of a different journey that any, yeah. everybody else can learn from. So we are all leaders uniting together. I'm just I'm imagining all of us because we are all over the planet right now, joining hands, yeah. walking forward. It's so amazing. It's, it's amazing. So thank but you. But so I think still I think but I think still we can say that there are some things that serve as kind of the 
I see it as a base or a fundament of everything else you're doing. Yeah. So the diet, the diet and the toxins, like, like, like the, the basic things that everyone has to do, don't, don't start giving like vitamins or something like that before you have, you need the basics. And that's just a, that is so true. And that is your number four. I think that was tip. So sunlight, get outside, walk the talk yourself and, uh, understand that your journey is individual and mom is the true expert of the parents and especially mom with the intuition is the number one expert of what's good and what's not what direction to take trust it don't delegate it to anyone ever um and then this fundamental yes these children are here to remind us we can't do the processed food and the gluten and the dairy yeah, and the inflammatory oils and toxic cleaning agents and cosmetics no it's just no yeah and also i i also just i also just reached a point where i was like why jeopardizes what if he tolerates one of these things 10 things but i mean why jeopardize it it's easier just to leave it out and then know that he's not getting any shitty stuff right (laughs) i salute you mother you are amazing and your amazing husband too the unit that you have the two of you and that you did this together amazing and anyone who wants to meet you or just connect with other moms are welcome in my facebook group called barefoot autism warriors it's for free and we're just there to support each other and i go live there as answering questions and it's just already one big family so Thank you, Louise. And yeah, thank you, Ninka. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. You too.